This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartsong Herbs. Heartsong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high quality herbal medicine is available in two ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find Heartsong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.heartsongherbs.com. That is www.heartsongherbs.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Paper Boutique. Being part of someone's special day is getting to be part of making lasting memories. At the Paper Boutique, inspiration and passion comes from the stories and personalities of their clients. Whether it's a business party celebrating a milestone, a baby shower for someone who has waited her whole life to be called mommy, or even high school sweethearts who knew that they would be together forever, the Paper Boutique create custom invitations for any and every type of special event including holiday parties wedding invitations baby announcements and save the dates please visit their online store at gtrbusinesssystems.com slash paper boutique or follow the link in the description below again that is gtrbusinesssystems.com slash the paper boutique or follow the link in the descriptions below. Cozy Bear Farms Podcast. I'm your host, Dejan Yerby. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about a CSA. So with a CSA, if you don't want to, if you don't know what a CSA is, a CSA is basically called a community shared agriculture. It's basically a prepaid subscription program where you will deliver boxes of fresh produce to your customers. So the way that it works is you basically get all your money up front. You're gonna have this. Uh, you're gonna have this box for 20 weeks. Giving out this box for 20 weeks straight of produce from your farm directly to the customers. Either they're gonna come pick it up, or you're gonna go deliver it. It can go either way. What you're gonna do is you're going to sell them this whole subscription all in one, and you will get all your money up front. So if it, if your subscription for the whole entire 20 weeks is 300 bucks. The customer will pay 300 bucks up front, and all you have to do is deliver on the produce for 20 weeks straight in this little box. It is a good way for you to budget out your whole entire year. If you need to make a certain amount of money for the whole entire year, you can budget and price out your CSA so that if you get 50 people in your CSA, 
then it can cover you for the whole entire year. It's a great way for you to get all your money up front and for you to predict how much money you're actually going to need when it comes to equipment costs, labor costs, um, paying your uh, paying your mortgage or your rent, whatever, all that stuff. You can get all that money up front and you'll be set for the whole year. The only pressure that you're going to have to be dealing with is making sure that you can deliver, um, making sure that you can deliver and providing that produce every single week. And most times we all can. So I think is a great way to, is a great thing to have if you are um, very involved in your community. This is a very community heavy kind of thing where you are going to have to make relationships with people so that they can trust that you will provide them with healthy, fresh produce every single week. Now, most CSAs will fail. The reasons that they will fail is because they probably didn't sell enough boxes. They probably did not do the promotion that they need to do. They probably were not paying attention to their crops and were not able to provide what they already promised. And then also, too, most times people get tired of a CSA because it's the same exact thing every single week. So, for example, somebody was telling me how they don't do CSAs because all they kept getting was salad greens every single week. It was like every week it was kale. Um, it was just kale, arugula, and spinach every single week for 20 weeks straight. And they felt like that they weren't really getting um, the full $300 experience that they spent into it. They thought that the CSA would be a great way for them to get varieties of different things so that they can try other different stuff. So when you do do a CSA, a lot of times why they fail is because there's a lack of variety in your stuff. Now, some people, they just straight up bread and butter. They just want one thing and one thing only. But when you're doing a CSA, I really suggest you use a CSA so they can parlay you into do something else or that one thing can parlay you back to the CSA. So like I said a couple of weeks back, having doing a CSA and then doing a farmer's market. When you're doing a CSA, if people want to buy more of your stuff, they can just go to the farmer's market and get more of it. If you're at a farmer's market, you're able to sell the produce that you're probably going to be putting in your boxes. And then those people are going to say, hey, I would rather just go ahead and sign up for the box. Can I just go ahead and get the box? And you sign them up, get your money up front, and then you go on with your day. And most times, too, a lot of CSAs are not innovative enough where they provide different options for their customers. Some people probably might only want enough food for just them. Some people are going to want enough food where they can feed for um, people in their household. So you should provide different options that people can choose from. They can either choose from a smaller box or they can either choose from a bigger box. And both of those boxes are priced according to how much stuff they're getting in that box. So when you're doing a CSA, you need to make sure you look out for those things. If you want, if you want to know more about CSAs and the whole process of structuring it, setting it up, going out trying to find these people, find a local farm that does a really good CSA and take notes from them. In my area, there's like a farm that just destroys it when it comes to the CSA game. 
and they just run rough shop over everybody. And it's because they do this stuff. They provide different options. It's not the same varieties every single week. They grow many different varieties that a lot of people are probably not even used to. And then they add recipes in with their box so that people can experiment with the stuff that they just ordered. And when they get the box, it's a huge excitement for them. They're like, hey, I really like this stuff. I want to know more about it. And so they might come to their farmer's market and buy more of that stuff. So that CSA, they run rough shop on everybody. I was just looking at the operation like, dang, y'all just, y'all just out here doing the dang thing. So make sure that you look at that when it comes to doing a CSA. And then also too, you need to make sure that you have a good drop-off spot or pickup location. Or if you are delivering, make sure that it's reasonable at a reasonable time that people can get their produce. I have talked to some customers who said when they got their CSA, it was delivered at a time that they was at work. And when they came back home, their stuff wilted away. And they ended up just canceling their CSA subscription because they were like, they weren't offering a pickup spot. They were only saying delivery, but they weren't adjusting the times to maybe this person is not home at this time or the packaging wasn't there to where it could just stay fresh for long periods of time. So you do need to look at that. But ways to make your CSA super successful, um, because I don't want to talk about how to get CSA members. That's all up on you. That's from your own promoting. That's that's solely on you. However you promote, that's on you. The best thing I can say is do newsletters. Uh, when you're at a farmer's market, have postcards and flyers so that you can hand them out really quick. People can grab them and go and kind of think on it. I suggest doing that. Um, but you do your promotion, your own style. A lot of people will hit up their whole neighborhood first, see if they can get sales from there. They will go to other farmers markets and just, you know, um, promote themselves there. You can do many different things. Some people do it straight off from social media. It, it, there's many different ways to promote, to get people to order from you. I know one person, he's a school teacher and he hit up all his coworkers and all his coworkers order from them. So he has them all on an email list, he sends them out an email saying this is this week's CSAs and they're all happy. And I don't know if they pick up from him at the school or if they come to his farm. I don't know that part, but I'm just saying you do your own promotion, how you feel like you need to do it. Now, when it comes to making sure that your CSA is successful, one thing that you need to do, like we just said, is making sure that you have a lot of variety for people to choose from. Um, this is not a thing where you're probably going to be growing just one bulk of a certain variety of a crop. So you're probably not just going to be growing nothing but, um, uh, winter boar kale. You're probably going to be growing winter boar kale, red boar kale, red Russian, um, lacinato. You're probably going to be growing many different varieties of kale so that every week you can sub them out. So people are getting something new. So if you are doing a CSA, and say that you have, um, say that you have smaller land, like you're farming on a fourth of an acre. You need to make sure that you can plant out enough varieties where it can make sense, and make sure that you put enough stuff in the box where people are um, happy with what they're getting. So CSAs is something that you can do, but it's something too that you have to be attentive in and make sure that everybody can get 
the best out of their box and that you can provide the best um, for them also. So, like I said, when you hear other places say, when you hear other customers say, they just kept giving me spinach every single week. It's kind of like, you might want to grow spinach along with some mustard greens, along with some mizuna, some arugula, some baby kale, just so you can sub those things out. Look at the type of crops that you want to grow. You do not want to do kind of like balanced crops if you're on smaller, uh, if you're on smaller acres. You kind of want to do everything that can cut, come back again, because you can play more around with those varieties. If you do have a big farm that's like an acre and more, then you can start doing the whole like broccolis and cabbages and stuff because you have the room for it. You just have to make sure that you can provide enough varieties that make sense for however small or however big your land is. Uh, second thing is good packaging. If you are doing a CSA, most times people do them in boxes. Most times people do them in bags or like when they show up to the pickup location, all the produce is already out. The people just have to take their bag, pick up, um, grab their produce, put it in the bag and then walk out. Um, I suggest doing them in the boxes so people can just come up, grab their box and go. Um, but you need to have good packaging. You don't want to just put it in like a slumped over bag, like a little Walmart bag. And just hand it to people. You need to have really good packaging. Go on Uline, find some boxes for cheap. They ship to you in like a day. Invest in your CSA so that you can get a big investment back from your CSA. So make sure that you do put some effort into your packaging. Um, I'm not going to say go to the extreme of putting like your logo on a box or putting your logo on a bag or something like a, a, a tote bag or something. I'm just going to say find like a basic box. That can just be something where they can grab, pick up, and go. Or like just a basic bag. If you want to put your logo and stuff on the boxes, you can. I suggest if you're going to put your logo on the box, invest, like buy some, some stickers that you can buy really cheap and just put a sticker on the box. Do that. But I'm not going to say go extreme into the whole packaging your stuff. Uh, third thing in having a good CSA is making sure that you have a convenient pickup location for your customers. Uh, I've seen some CSAs where they got shares in one town, but the pickup location was in the next town and they didn't tell the previous town that the pickup location was in the town next over. So the people had to drive to another town just to pick up their shares. If you have a pickup location, you want to put the location in a spot where everybody who you're uh, who you're trying to buy from is in kind of that near same area so that they all can go there. So if you are in a in a town and you're selling basically to the whole entire town or the whole entire city, I would probably find somewhere in the middle of the city where people can come and pick up their stuff. You can have it where people come to your farm, but if you're somebody that doesn't want a lot of people coming to your farm, I suggest partnering with a local business that's not going to mind if you leave boxes there for people to pick up. I've seen people put CSAs in hair salons because when people come into the store, they'll look around and say, hey, I kind of like this store. And they might go around shopping the store, pick up their box and go. I've seen people put CSAs in bookstores. I've seen people put them in like um, hunting stores, which is a weird one. But I would just partner with a small local business, not like a Walmart or Kmart. Well, is K is K does Kmart even exist anymore? Sidetrack. Find a small local 
uh, business that will allow you to set up in their store or maybe in their parking lot, whatever. Just find something that can be convenient for your customers. And if you are delivering, you need to pick a time where it's convenient for the um, customers to be able to have time to grab their box and put it in the refrigerator so that it is not wilting outside in their front door. Uh, lastly, good communication. Making sure that you have good communication with you and the people um, that bought your shares or your box. Make sure you let them know what they're getting every single week. Make sure you let them know that you appreciate them. Send them recipe cards. Send them uh, questionnaires so that they can submit what they think could you do to improve your CSA or what crops they might want to look for. Just have really good communication with your customers when it comes to a CSA. But that's all I got for you guys. That is pretty much in general a CSA and how to make it successful for yourself. If you're coming straight off the bat, if you want to know even more about it, I highly suggest you go to a farm or someone that's doing a CSA who's killing it and get more advice from them. But again, with a CSA, I would use that to parlay into something else that can bring in income too. So you're not just solely dependent on a CSA because like in the farming world, stuff happens and you never can predict what's going to happen in the agriculture world. So that's my last bit of advice for that. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Please hit that like and subscribe button. You want to donate to the show, hit that donate link. But other than that, thank you guys. Cozy's out.